0: The bell is rung. Hello friends and welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality where the headline for today's NXT TakeOver In Your House pay-per-view review is Io Shirai is finally the NXT Women's Champion. Yes, that's right, Io Shirai emerged victorious in the NXT Women's championship match at In Your House as the finish came when Charlotte had Aria in the figure 8, Io Shirai came off the top rope and hit the moonsault for the one two three, and Io Shirai is your new NXT Women's Champion. I love this. I love this. It's been so, so long coming for Io Shirai. She is someone who has busted her tail for so very, very, very long, and she got herself over when her face, cookie-cutter face character, wasn't really working, and she turned herself heel to the point now where she's such a badass that they could easily make her character face, and everyone would buy into it. Everyone would go, yeah. I can buy in to Io Shirai as the face of the NXT Women's Division, which I would not be surprised if this is where this is going. Now, the question that a lot of people brought up yesterday, because, yes, elephant in the room, I am live streaming slash recording this for those of you that prefer the audio-only experience on a Tuesday, which is far, far late to be doing a review for a wrestling pay-per-view, but life got in the way yesterday on Monday, and there was nothing I could do in terms of being in front of the screen to stream slash record. So, the thing that everybody was talking about yesterday, and I only noticed this via headlines, by the way, whenever I haven't done my own review yet, I don't allow myself to watch other podcasts about the shows, because I feel like that's going to taint my own opinion, but the problem with both this show and Raw is that everybody's pretty much going to be talking about the same thing, so I'm going to preface that again in a moment when the Raw review goes up in your feed, because I am going to be talking about this same subject again, but trying to come at it from a different angle, and that's just what happens. That's the reality and the nature of what happens with being a pro wrestling podcast is that everyone who has been a fan long enough to be doing this for a hobby-slash-following-slash-living is smart enough to know what the headlines for a show is. And for the last 48 hours, counting NXT TakeOver and Monday Night Raw for WWE, the headline is Charlotte Flair. So the question is, what was the point of Charlotte Flair's NXT run? And again... I prefaced all of that so that when I say this, you know that I'm acknowledging that I'm probably not the only one to say it. I don't know. I feel like maybe, just maybe, the whole point of her NXT run was just to give her another championship because I feel like they're having her be put in a position quite possibly where she could be breaking her father Ric Flair's title record of 16 world championship reigns. But here's the issue with that, and that of course is that this majorly devalues NXT, if that is your reasoning. It takes NXT from being seen as legitimate their brand as to, oh, this is just another way for Charlotte to get another title under her belt. But I'm going to look at this from a different angle, just like I'm going to look at Raw from a different angle when it comes to discussing Charlotte in a minute. And the different angle that I'm hoping at least that I can be at least one person in our circle of podcast hosters to remind people of is that I don't think this was the plan for Charlotte's NXT run. I think originally when they quote-unquote put Charlotte down, or as I prefer to say it, just simply moved Charlotte back to NXT, I think they fully anticipated that nothing would change in terms of professional wrestling. No one thought that it would ever get to a point to where it has gotten, where we don't have fans able to attend shows. And the only crowds that we have are NXT enhancement talent wrestlers. So, with all that in mind, Vince McMahon in particular, his wrestling brain in the way it works probably thought how can we get nxt in a position where it's going to pull away viewers from aew on wednesday nights we can take one of our biggest stars in charlotte flair and put her on that brand so i fully believe that was the intention particularly when you hear comments from Triple H that just recently came out where Triple H said that in three or four months time this entire run of Charlotte Flair in NXT will make much better sense. That's where the whole Ric Flair reigns thing makes me think that that is going to come into play. But I also think because of what I just talked about I also think that it might be a situation where it's a little bit of a WWE PR spin scenario where WWE did kind of back itself into a corner and as such, they just want to make it seem like, oh, we didn't mean to make our brand look this stupid by putting Charlotte Flair on every show. And... Devaluing NXT, not featuring Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley at all on Raw or SmackDown, and then just having Charlotte Flair as of last night look like she's re cemented and replanted on Monday Night Raw and done with NXT as a whole. Be- especially because during the promo, and I know this isn't the Raw review, but this is relevant to our discussion that we're having here. During the promo, on Raw Charlotte did say I didn't lose and I accomplished because I didn't lose sorry because I wasn't pinned and I didn't submit and I accomplished my goal which was to elevate the NXT brand by my presence so it does seem like that chapter is closed for now perhaps though the other way you could look at this if it isn't about the Ric Flair title record is that they actually want to elevate Rhea Ripley because Rhea Ripley took the loss here to Io Shirai. She still has not gotten her one-on-one victory against Charlotte Flair where the entire build-up going into this pay-per-view was all about Rhea Ripley getting that revenge on Charlotte Flair for beating her and how losing the NXT Championship has destroyed her and destroyed her confidence and just destroyed her life as a whole. A piece of her is missing. So if the idea is still Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, maybe Charlotte Flair went down to NXT simply to remind people how good Rhea Ripley is so that when Rhea Ripley comes to Monday Night Raw and gets involved in this, Women's Championship mix, people can believe Rhea Ripley is going to beat Charlotte Flair on a different show. That show, of course, being Monday Night Raw. So that's kind of how I look at this situation with this women's title match specifically and the fact that Charlotte did lose without getting pinned and Rhea was the one that took the pin. I have plenty more to say about Charlotte, but that is the headline for the Raw review. And again, I think I'm going to be able to come at it at an angle for you that hopefully not very many other people have. So I hope I succeed in that, so stay tuned for that. The match itself was everything you hoped it would be. It got the main event spot. All three of these ladies just tore The Absolute House Down. It was just so, 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 so very good. So many near falls. So many near submissions. These three went out and just... This is why I love wrestling. It was that kind of a match. Where you're like, this is why I listen to wrestling podcasts. This is why I host a wrestling podcast. If you're one of my listeners and you don't do your own show... This is why I'm so invested in this sport that we love because of matches like this. This was just chef's kiss amazing between these three ladies and my absolute favorite part of NXT TakeOver. Yes, on a card that did feature Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee, but we will get to that momentarily. So yeah, that is The situation now, Io Shirai is finally, after all this time, finally on top of NXT. She gets a reign in NXT without being shot-putted to Raw or SmackDown, and I'm really, really excited about what comes next. Is it Io versus Rhea? Is it someone else getting elevated into that spot because the NXT Women's Division is so deep, Only time will tell. So with that down, let's get into the rest of NXT TakeOver In Your House and what I thought about this show. The show opened up with Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and Shauncee Blackheart in a six-woman tag team match against Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. The face team of Knox, Yim, and Blackheart get the victory here not a surprise at all in my mind this had the faces win written all over it from the moment it was made especially because Candice LeRae in particular has stood tall a lot lately as has Dakota Kai and as has Raquel Gonzalez this was finally Dakota Kai losing at the hands of Tegan Knox. As Tegan Knox did get the victory over Dakota Kai for her team in this match. So hopefully both those women can move on. Probably more to do because they definitely set it up this past week on NXT programming. And more during this match itself. So probably it's going to have more to do and more between Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae. That's probably going to be one of your next big feuds. However, I could also see them doing Chauncey Blackheart and Tegan Knox as a team because they could keep that plate spinning and have Tegan Knox and Raquel Gonzalez, or sorry not Tegan Knox and Raquel Gonzalez Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez still together as a team and still with a big feud. So i will have to wait and see what goes down there I don't know what's next for Mia Yim because unless they get her involved in the feud between Gargano and Lee in some kind of organic way without Candace LeRae being involved I just I don't know what her next thing is so I'll we'll have to wait and see I guess with that one The Prince Femme Bella or, as I should say in English, I didn't mean to have a bad attempt at an Irish accent come out there. The prince, Finn Baylor, <laughs> sorry about that, defeated the man who thinks he is better than everyone and just is going to show the world how good he is in Damian Priest. This was by far... Damian Priest's best match in NXT, the best match I've seen him have since his days as Punishment Martinez on the indie scene. This was just great, great work. I love everything about it. I could not ask for a better outcome of this match. There was plenty of times when I thought that Damian was going to get the win. I'm not surprised that Finn Baylor did win because I think you have to keep Baylor like I talked about in the predictions for the show you have to keep Baylor at a certain level to make him believable as the guy that's going to be in the championship picture I still think they want to do him versus Walter whenever Walter is able to work for the company again whether that's for the NXT UK title or whether those divisions get merged and it's around the NXT championship with Baylor at some point regaining the NXT title, I don't know. But I do believe that is their long-term plan. So because of that, you have to keep Baylor as a major player. And I love this version of Baylor. The Prince, Finn Baylor is and always has been my favorite version of the character. The Demon was fun when he came out. He was great as an entrance character, but Finn Balor just being the no-nonsense prince, the great wrestler, is exactly where he needs to be. Your NXT North American Championship match was next as Keith Lee retains against Johnny Gargano. Now, I talked about the fact that despite this match being on the card, the Women's Championship Triple Threat Main Event between Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley was still my favorite match on the card. And the reason being is this was not the unbelievable wrestling match. Match between these unbelievable wrestlers, this one was more about storytelling and getting story over and making it easier, I think, because they went that route for Keith Lee to retain. Because remember the times that we are in and remember why it would be a really bad idea for Keith Lee to lose the... Title right now. Almost as soon as those predictions came out of my mouth, I wanted to pull those down, redo the entire show, just to say that, yeah, Keith Lee is going to retain because of the climate we're in. But I did stand by and still do my reasonings that I think Keith Lee will be the next NXT champion. So I do think Gargano is going to win this title. I just don't think that they wanted to do it at a takeover, and they wanted to do it right now in this climate, I think it's going to happen on TV, on NXT TV. They have liked to do that lately to elevate the shows, to sort of try and entice people away from AEW Dynamite. So that's the perfect way to do it, in my opinion. That's what I think is going to To happen as far as the NXT North American Championship is concerned. The match itself for a storytelling match was a lot of fun. We saw the NXT TakeOver In Your House House set become the Gargano House. Playing off what we've seen from Gargano and LaRay lately with these Inside Our House segments that they've been doing. So when Johnny came out of his promo, he was actually in the TakeOver house set. So I really, really like that. He even locked the house, which came back to haunt him later on in the match because he was trying to escape from Keith and could not get back in. It was locked and the key just vanished. Little bit of subtle story telling there that I thought was great. There was a really fun spot, which even though this is the kind of spot, especially when you're like me and you're watching on a 4K TV, which even heightens the resolution, but this is the kind of spot that people were critical of in the beginning of modern technology versus what we used to see for. Wrestling, and this is the kind of spot why Vince McMahon was one of the last people to go to high definition broadcast because you very clearly could see Johnny Gargano jump up and get himself ready to take it. But nonetheless, it didn't take away from the excitement of the moment. Once you realize what was happening, Johnny Gargano jumps up to ready himself to be shoulder tackled. From Keith Lee into the social distancing protective plexiglass at the performance center. And this was a lot of fun and a great holy crap moment for sure. So one of my favorite matches on the card. Not what we thought we were going to get. But again, just makes it so much easier for them to do a rematch between the two down the road. NXT Championship Backlot Brawl between Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and the Velveteen Dream. Adam Cole is still your NXT Champion, as many people predicted. This was fun, but not great. This kind of was what everyone expected it to be. Velveteen Dream has lost a lot of steam because there is... No more live crowd around to help this character. And it felt to me, and this could just be me being such a film fan and truthfully probably being overly critical, but it felt a lot to me like this could have been a situation where we had them trying too hard To make this both a mix of a cinematic match and a realistic match. Like it tried to take itself seriously because there was the ring in the middle of the parking lot. There was the outfit of Velveteen Dream that he's known for at TakeOvers. Which in this case was Negan from The Walking Dead. Which was a lot of fun to see. But it just, I don't know. The camera work and the way that certain spots went down. Dexter Loomis being shoehorned in there. Although I did predict that was going to happen. So they do keep that plate spinning with Dexter Loomis taking out Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong from the arena area. And he is driving a car making his drawing from this past week's NXT broadcast come to fruition. All of that is indeed what happened. And I don't know, like I said, it felt like a mix between we want this to be a real match and we want this to be a cinematic match because of the setting that we're in for the feud and not really knowing What to do with Dream? Are we going to move him to Raw or SmackDown, which is what everybody thought, going into the pay-per-view, or is WrestleTalk, and their exclusive sources to be believed, is Velveteen Dream staying put in NXT, and he's going to move on to something else other than the NXT Championship? I don't know if they even know what the deal is that they're going to do with Velveteen But he didn't win here. And honestly, this is probably the one match if I was going to skip over a match and I hadn't seen this show before, this might be it. Just because it didn't really do a lot for me. And that's really sad to say. There hasn't been a bad takeover yet in the history of these shows. There's never been a bad NXT takeover show. And I'm not calling this a bad match. It's just had so much to live up to that I don't think it did. But yes, Adam Cole, Bay is still the NXT champion. Which means that Velveteen Dream will never challenge for the NXT championship again as long as Cole remains champion. And I do believe, as I stated during the predictions... I do think that we're somehow going to get Cole versus Keith Lee for the NXT championship, whether that's Cole coming out and calling himself the unbeatable champion Keith Lee saying, I'm the best champion around here because I've taken on the best talent and that's how they set that up, or Johnny Gargano gets his rematch like I'm, predicting and Cole actually gets involved to help Johnny Gargano inadvertently win the NXT North American title, which frees up Keith Lee to go up. But I just feel like that is the plan. But as always, we just have to wait and see what happens here. Gary Cross defeated Tommaso Ciampa in his NXT takeover debut and just like I predicted, as I'm sure did many other prognosticators in our wrestling community, this was the closest thing that NXT was comfortable having to a squash match on a takeover pay-per-view went about six minutes and besides one or two moves from Champa was all carrying cross. Carrying cross gets over himself as a monster. He is huge. He is intimidating. He's everything they hoped he would be. And I think he's the next, next NXT champion after Keith Lee. I fully believe that to be the case, Karen Cross looks great in victory here and does a lot of great work for his character dominating one of the most dominating NXT champions in history. Champa. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is our card for NXT TakeOver in your house. And that is what I thought about the show. So do chime in if you're watching via replay or if you're watching, or sorry, listening via our audio-only experience. Do chime in and let me know what you thought about it, either through the comment section, through our social media at inring reality everywhere, or via our email address at reality at gmail.com. If you want to interact with me personally on my personal social media, all that is down below in each and every description as well. And do, if this was your first time here and you are a viewer or listener that enjoyed what you heard here today, do consider giving a subscribe and a follow and interacting with the show in that regard. Give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts as it really does help the show to grow. And as I always say, life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. So make the choice to go out and do something great today.